Hello everyone, this is Devin Boker and you are listening to The Wildlife. Today, it's something a little bit different. And you know what, I feel like I'm saying that quite a lot lately, that it's going to be a little bit different. This isn't quite the normal. This is something new. I wanted to try something else. And um, at first I was a little uncomfortable with that. In fact, I, I strayed away from doing that for years. It stressed me out. It made me nervous. I thought no one would care. No one would listen. You know, people want what they want. And you start to learn when you're creating content and really, you know, on, on social media or podcasts or blogs, whatever it is, that that once something works, you're basically expected to do that thing. It is now your niche. This is the thing that you do. It's what people expect. It keeps it consistent. And on one hand, I can totally appreciate that. I, I see the value in it. I get it. But as the person behind the mic, I've changed a lot. And so sometimes I suppose I, I just want to try new things, new ways of expressing myself. Because after all, that's sort of what this podcast is. It's me expressing my passion for the natural world and, and for wildlife and for science, of course, yes. But it's also for me to express myself and, and the ways that I am forging connections and, and the way that I am thinking, just, you know, somewhere to put, somewhere to put my thoughts. And if you're out there and you're listening, um, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I hope you stick around. I hope you continue listening because I know as an audience member, you know, you, you do expect some sort of regularity, some sort of consistency and and release or, or content. Um, and I've been switching things up quite a bit and trying different things and different sounds. And I, I just, um, I hope you understand where it's coming from. It's coming from me. This show, this, this thing, it's a place for me to say my shit. It's a place for me to express myself and the things that I am passionate about and thinking about and working through as I change and adapt as a human being that is a part of this natural world. Speaking of change and time and lessons learned, I recently turned 30, which obviously is the start of a new decade in life. And it's something that I've had a lot of mixed feelings about, some good, some not so. But of course, time marches on regardless of anyone's feelings on the matter, so I persist. Besides, what is age but a mindset anyway? That and an irrefutable biological marker that you are indeed farther along from when you were born and closer to some kind of end. And maybe, possibly, something thereafter. Here's the thing, my internal existence is 
akin to a spiraling existential hurricane that has raged on from the age of five or so and can be best defined as an ever-fluxing push and pull between a motivation to experience it all, living every moment to the fullest, and a crushing weight that makes engaging in the simplest of tasks feel like I'm hiking a mountain on Jupiter where the gravity is 2.4 times that of Earth's, and also, there are no mountains. I'm semi-proud to say, though, that I have indeed found some ways to cope. I found that the more I can learn about life, the natural world, the universe, all of existence really, the more secure I feel. The more accepting of our ultimate fate and that of all other living organisms. It gives me a perspective from which I can minimize, often to a fault, my own problems, needs, existence, and importance, and look at myself as nothing more than a temporary speck of dust in the grand scheme of time and existence. It's a sensation that I simultaneously find isolating, while providing me with this sense of deep cosmic connection with all of everything. It helps me to not sweat the small stuff. Or maybe that's just what I tell myself. Maybe that's all just to keep my mind busy. Maybe I'm overcompensating for insecurities that I hold deep down about my place in the world and my own importance. It also makes comprehending and coping with the big things that much more difficult. Like politics, climate, social justice. I, I look at it all and I can't help but feel helpless for the future. We treat each other horribly. And we can't seem to agree on anything, even when it quite literally is a matter of saving our own existence. We look at basic human rights as a matter of politics. That's not like great fun at parties. I know. I mean, I actually can be. My, my whole social personality, honestly, is based around humor and trying to bring joy to other people, giving others what I can't really seem to give myself. Combine all of that with this incessant need for validation from strangers and the sense that my life means nothing if I'm not constantly doing something or being of service to someone else. And you've got a recipe for me. Whatever, whoever, I am. Anyway, I promise this is going somewhere and it does connect to wildlife, although I'm not entirely sure in which way yet. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm always thinking about the progression of time and cause and effect, our, our potential for subtle actions having unimaginable or unintended eventual impacts like the individual drops of a raging river, the interconnectedness of all life and non-life, and I suppose ways to cope with it all. This for me is one way. I've kind of decided, for better or for worse, and who knows what it means for the audience. That the wildlife doesn't have to be whatever it has been. It can be whatever I want it to be. Maybe, just maybe, what I've always wanted it to be. It can be a place for me to combine the inner turmoil with, with my passion and curiosity for the external world in an effort to better understand it all, myself included looking outward to see inward. I'm 30 now. I have been for over 
three weeks. I've actually officially been alive for something like almost 11,000 days. What does it even mean though? I mean, I'm only 30 on Earth. On Mars, where a year is 687 days, I'd just be about mm, 16. On Jupiter, I would have just turned one. A year is but a journey around the sun. No matter the label, I would look and feel the same. Maybe days are a better way to measure the marching of time? I, I don't know. Nevertheless, I feel obligated to make each and every one of them count. As tempted as I am to look at the marker of 30 as some sort of nexus point in my life, every day is just another day. I have a lot of trouble comprehending fully the, the intensity of which some look at the transitioning of a, of a calendar to be equivalent to that of a reset or, or a metamorphosis. Take New Year's. To me, January 1st has always just been another day in a string of days without any kind of added significance. Part of why is that for myself, if I try to do things like say, oh, I've got this goal, right? I'm gonna start it Monday, next week, next month, on the first, whatever. It's more likely that I'm actually just procrastinating and will inevitably not accomplish whatever goal that might've been to begin with. Name any other animal that engages in this kind of self-afflicted psychological torture. One, animals know changes in time through changes in the day-to-day, -day, changes in the season, climate, and so on. They prepare, they migrate, they maybe even plan, but it's all done moment by moment. Their existence is about meeting their basic needs first before anything else. And I envy that sort of presentness. Anyway, I definitely have made New Year's resolutions in the past, but I also make daily, hourly, weekly resolutions, at least normally, and it's never worked for me. There's no day like today and no moment like the moment to just do the thing instead of planning to do it later. If I plan to do it later, my attention span, my lack of motivation, it's going to ensure that I don't get anything done. Or that I do, but it's just very last minute and in a stressed out scramble that destroys my ability to enjoy the thing that I am doing. I feel like, at least for many, that the approach of a new year, month, week, milestone, birthday, it gives us two things. Number one, an excuse to postpone what we could begin now, and two, hope for new beginnings. New year, new you. Yet what's funny is that the you you want to be is already there today, in this moment, or at least this. There's no need for a new you. As long as you desire to be someone else and set yourself goals in that mindset, you're not going to be happy. Happiness isn't a goalpost. You are amazing and, and beautiful the way that you are. You are who you are because of your life experiences. You are wise because of them. Your context is complex, and the truth is, as hard as it is to accept, you don't need to become a new you. Exercising more, getting in shape, stopping drinking, getting out more, all of those things, they don't require a new you. They just require the you you are to either do or do not or somewhere in between. You know why? Because none of those things actually define who you are. They're just things that you either do or don't. 
changing what you do or do not isn't changing yourself. It's just, it's not creating a new you. Focusing on becoming a new you in order to accomplish your goals is like saying, remove my context, my past, my wisdom, my experiences, start me fresh with a whole new set of personality traits. And that is just silly. Instead, you gotta work within your context. Don't focus on changing who you are. That's nearly impossible. Change what you do or do not by doing or do not. That's it. Tap into your motivations. Tap into who you are. Accept that person. Love that person. Only then are you truly going to change your habits and learn to be happy and grateful while doing so. Not after. As long as you put happy and grateful on the other side of a goal, you're never going to reach it. That sounds sad and depressing until you realize that that means happiness and gratefulness are already in your grasp. It's like the whole metaphor of the caterpillar and the butterfly. Everyone always talks about how the caterpillar dissolves into goo and it doesn't know it, but eventually becomes a beautiful butterfly. And aside from the fact that that interpretation shows people know very little about the behavior of the two, personally, I'd much rather be a caterpillar. I mean, do you know what it's like to be a butterfly? It's kind of gross and terrifying, but it also misses the most important part. The caterpillar doesn't change completely and become something or someone else. In fact, do you know their cocoon? It's actually called a chrysalis. Did you know it isn't something that they make from their surroundings and live inside of? It's actually what lies beneath their skin. They shed their skin to reveal the chrysalis. Better yet, many of the structures that are now identifiable as butterfly traits can be found lying in wait inside of a caterpillar or at least the basic framework for them already exist. Many of the parts actually don't dissolve and they simply continue or become slightly modified as the caterpillar transforms. It's more of a glow up than a complete change of who the butterfly is. What I'm trying to say is this, the butterfly was inside all along. The caterpillar didn't need to become something new. It's unveiling who it's always been. So if anything, don't become a new you. Just learn to love and accept the you that you are. Everything else will follow. That's right, Devin. I'm talking to you. 30 is only scary because it's another day in the future and the future is unpredictable and unknown. And there's this weird constructed social pressure to do more and be more and have more. But today is just another day. And what day more perfect to learn to love yourself for who you are.